The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, we're heading into the Spider-Verse with miles to go before we sleep. Yes, that was a Robert Frost poem reference in a Spider-Man podcast. It's part three in our Legacy of the Spider-Man series. I'm Riggs. And I'm Eddie. And this is the Filmatics Podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to the Filmatics Podcast. I'm here with Addie. How you doing, mate? Oh, we doing good. I'm doing good. Awesome. Awesome. We're back again for more Spider-Mans. Uh, we're talking exclusively the uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the animated film from 2019. Is it 2019 or 2018? 2018. 2018. Um, remarkable film and, and really, uh, uh, you know, ground zero for... <clears throat> this these multiversal stories that have now become quite normal in in our in our uh, superhero landscape. Um, but uh, we're going to come at it from a couple of different angles. But before we do that, we do have a couple of nerd news stories. One in particular that I think everyone's going to be losing their mind for because I'm certainly excited. Are you ready for nerd news, Eddie? I am very much excited for nerd news. It's nerd news. <laughs> Okay, so I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Didn't mention it to you yesterday, Addy, when I found this out, but I'm fucking on board. Taron Edgerton from Kingsman and Rocket Man and that Robin Hood movie that nobody likes that I think is quite good. I like that movie. I like that movie too. I don't know what the fuck everybody's talking about. Yes, we have a podcast. Yeah, we we do. And he like great young actor. He's about to be in an Apple TV series um, that was Ray Liotta's last project called Blackbird. I think it's called. Um, looks really interesting. Anyway, great actor. I really enjoy his work. He reportedly by like himself has reportedly said that he has been in talks with Marvel to take over the role of Wolverine. Like fucking swish, fucking yes, fucking yeah. He's great because he's short and stocky, and he's got some real intensity, and he's young too. Like he can, he can do interesting shit with that. The way that they did with the Ultimate Universe of series of comics, where they're all younger people. Like, what's that for? You know, a young man who's who's, you know, like he's only thirty or something, but he could play mid twenties. Um, you know, as 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 opposed to a. Uh, like having an old man in that type of body, you know, like just oh yes, I'm on board. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm all for it, man. I'm I'm all for it. I've been a fan of his work uh, since Kingsman, and I've I've read I've read the comic also, and it's uh, I'm all for it, especially for like the new take on the X Men, mm. and like it's it's it, there's there's no comparing any other superhero to Hugh Jackman because he's played it for so long. Yeah. And he's also, and he went out on his own terms and I love that mm. for him. I just, there's a part of me that wish that maybe someday we could have had him 
in the MCU, just like a little cameo or whatever. But maybe maybe we have that in Deadpool. Not out of but yeah, v- yeah. Look what uh, happened in um, Days of Future Past. You know, you what had happened? you had the two generations crossing yeah. over. You know, you had uh, you had uh, Professor Xavier talking to his younger self. Um, you know, that's fine. And uh, uh, Jackman's pictures got consistently better. Like you know, X Men Two is better than X Men One. X Men Three is not great, but um, you know the the. Uh, Wolverine it's Stanley better than what we got for its remake, dude. Yeah, the 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 Wolverine X Men Origins, whatever Wolverine or the Wolverine, and then Logan, they got consistently better. So you know he's done his time, and it is it's time to inject new blood. And if if the Spider Verse has taught us anything, it's that there's there's all different types, and there's all different people who are gonna dig different shit. So you know, just let it happen. And and he's a, he, yeah, he's a great choice. I I can't imagine the the um, cacophonous derision that's probably going to be going on in the states right now. That not only did an Australian play him first, but now a Pommy kid's going to play him. Um, but if you think about it, Spider Man was played by a, a Brit. Superman's played by a Brit. You know, Batman's been played by a Brit. It's 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 totally oh, yeah. cool. Bring him on. Bring him on. I love it. Um, this one you let me know about. Dune Part Two has been pushed to November twenty twenty three. As a release date, yeah, it's, it's a month. Free. It's it's a month of delay. That's all. It was going to come on in October. And it's coming on in November, and I'm still sad. Do you reckon that that that's them avoiding something else? Like, is there something else that's scheduled to come out in October that they're like, we don't want to go up against it? Well, I I don't know. They all, like the announcement was that the monster wars, which is real now, like because like. Godzilla versus Kong was the film that kind of almost oh, ended the MonsterVerse, that MonsterVerse because of the rights and everything. But now that they have the rights back, it exists. So I'm really happy. Uh, and they have a film coming out in 2024, which which was the headline. And then beneath that was Dune shifted from October to November of 2020, uh, 2023. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they have like they've just started shooting. So if like they've just started shooting, so if if they've delayed, then I think I reckon Danny knows what he's doing. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. I like I want I want zero. I want little to zero meddling in in that project of WB. I I, I just kind of I just want him. With, yeah. With them them putting it on HBO Max day and date, and he was like, "Well, all of you guys." In a, Frank, in, a, in a Canadian French accent can get fucked is basically what happened. Um, so I think they'll probably leave him be, especially with the success, you know, just from Oscar noms, if nothing else. Um, so yeah, whatever, whatever the stakes is, I'm here for it. Um, Kristen, I'm still sad though. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we've got to wait that extra month now. A month is a long time when you think about it. Um, the next story is Kristen Ritter who played Jessica Jones on the the uh, Netflix series, um, will reportedly return in D- Disney Plus's soft reboot of the Daredevil series. Fucking awesome. Kristen Ritter is a great actress. She's perfect for that role. There was talk about them recasting it at one point. I, I, you know, I don't know why you would do that. In what universe you could find a better actress for that role, I don't know. Um, yeah, bring it on. She's great. Piggybacking on that, though, in Marvel, I know you're listening. 
get agents back, please. Have Daisy, have Daisy Johnson show up in Miss Marvel. Like, come on. Surely the amount it's of right stuff, there. the amount of you know, internet badgering that's gone on about that show, it's 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 something's got to happen soon enough, you know. Um, and speaking, like they've of internet, open, they've openly referenced Inhumans now. Just come on, please. Yeah, yeah, a few times. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, they're going to have to do it. And finally, just a couple of quick little points here um, for the for the nerd news. Nev Campbell. Um, who had dropped out of the new Scream picture, Scream 6, or Scream 2, or whatever it is. Because it's weird. The last Scream film that came out was just called Scream, but it's chronological. There's also chronological Scream 5. Yeah. Yeah. So Scream 6, whatever that is, she'd stepped away because she wasn't being paid enough, and she's like, "Mm, fuck you, and then pissed off. She's... um, got to get to a party of five so she's out was she in party of five i hope so otherwise that joke doesn't work um but they've come to an agreement and she's going to be in that and she's also going to be in whatever scream seven is and that's a lot of scream my pals um and it also gives away the farm so clearly she's going to make it through the next one you know when they do that the trend to the trend to like say oh we're gonna do 14 of these movies and we've got this person signed on for all of them like we'll take away the threat why don't you you know <laughs> that bittersweetness of kenobi where you're like well nothing's gonna happen to him is it he's got to turn into an old man in the desert anyway yeah good on you nev good on fight fight for for, for your right to party of five <laughs> fight for your right to, to get paid what you're worth is is, is more my point um unless you you know Put in a really bad performance, I guess, but that shouldn't matter. Anyway, into the Spider-Verse we go, and um, it's wonderful. Uh, it's a great film. And, mm-hmm. Addie, Addie, what do you want to say? No, I was just going to think. Oh, you went thwit-thwit? Uh, yeah. The introduction to mass media of Miles, Morale, Miles Morales, who was created by um, Brian Michael Bendis during his Ultimate Spider-Man run. Um as kind of a kind of a counterpoint to the the the, the normalcy of of what we got, you know, up until this point of, of Spider Man, um, Miles is um, uh, a, a young uh, his his mother is of Hispanic origin and his father is an African American. Um, yep. So he's young. It's I think mi- mixed race is the correct terminology. Um, kid. Uh, you know, like young the way that Peter was, um, a little bit unsure about himself even before the powers, uh, more so than more so than than Peter. Um, and uh, finally, everybody gets to know who this kid is. Whereas we've all been reading him in the comics, he finally appears in mass media, um, and. And the multiverse kind of begins. This this movie, without this film, you don't get No Way Home. You don't get whatever this Flash movie is. You don't get everything. You don't get Multiverse of Madness. You don't get Multiverse of Madness, absolutely not. You don't get these large, these big sort of fourth and fifth dimensional ideas going on. Um, it is absolutely groundbreaking in terms of that, in terms of its popularity, in terms of its animation style, which is unlike anything that had ever been produced before it was the closest you'd probably get to a moving comic book um but also 
nothing it, it it is above spectacle it has such a beautiful uh story about accepting yourself and believing in yourself um you know it is yeah what 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 a remarkable picture and i'll just say uh, one thing before we get into it quickly <clears throat> if you want to talk about everybody knows how hard it is to make movies that's why they don't come out straight away <laughs> you know even if you yeah. do it as quickly as you possibly can it takes you two three years to make a sequel to something into the spider-verse for every second of that film to be animated and it's 117 minutes so yeah just just shy of two hours for every second it took digital artists one week to complete it took four years in total and 800 animators. That's Herculean and, uh, and, and massive respect. Yeah, it was, I think it was a journey of six years from script to screen, right? Yeah, it was, it was in, it was gestating for a long time, which is interesting because, you know, Miles has been popular for a long time. I mean, there's been campaign, people have been campaigning to get this character on the screen in some form. I remember there was a big talk about um, uh, Donald Glover playing him uh, at one point, like some serious internet chatter uh, about it. And he's he's a super popular character. Again, being at the Astor Spider-Thon a couple of weeks ago, people were, they were there to see Toby and they were there to see Andrew and they were to see Tom Holland. Oh, absolutely. But there was a pretty vocal contingent that was shouting miles, 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 miles when that film started. Um, and as soon as What's Up Danger comes on and he does that, oh. does the backflip off the building and then sort of, you know, free falls, people were losing their, I wish I'd filmed it. They fucking lost their minds. They went bananas once more it was just a that place was filled with bananas it was potassium based entertainment um yeah just just so so cool uh addy tell me tell me about your feelings about this film because i think it probably it hit a really interesting period for you you would have been what 16 when it came out yep what a 16 time to see it yeah it was perfect um I was 16 and I went with my best friend and then he left me in the theater because I wanted to stay for the post-credits scene. Fucker. But anyway. Yeah, fuck that guy. No, no. I always say, like, every time we get in an argument, I say, well, I didn't fucking leave you in a movie theater, did I? <laughs> you got to let these things go, all right? It's like my fiance gives me shit for eating. We had kebabs one time. I don't know if everybody knows what a kebab is. Here in, in Australia, a kebab is like a, a it's like a, a Middle Eastern type food. Wrap? It's kind of Middle Eastern fusion wrap thing with like meat yeah, and okay. stuff in it. And I was, was still eating meat at the time. This was years ago. It was literally nine years ago now. Like we've been dating for almost 10 years. It was about six months into our into our relationship. And we got kebabs one night and, and she didn't finish hers. And then she went to work the next day and she left it in the fridge and I ate it. And um, and she come home to no kebab and was was she wasn't mad or anything like we just she was like oh you son of a bitch, um, and just jokingly, you know, sort of brushed it off. She still brings it up to this day. We're now engaged to be married. She's lived in the in in this house with me for nearly ten years for you know nine plus point 
two, seven years or whatever. She still brings up the kebab. So all I'm saying is, Addy, let it go, pal. You can't hold on to these things. Well, after I, I had no, I had no money. I had to walk back home. So yeah. Oh, hang on. Okay. Well, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's super fucked up. Yeah. Unfair. Anyway, Spider Verse. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching the trailer and I was like, oh, that's weird. Looks like a comic book. But, like, I wasn't into comics back then. And I was like, eh, that's weird. It's also animated. But I watched it. I went and watched it and I fucking loved it. And I've, I've loved it ever since. Everybody did. Like, it was, it absolutely sort of blew everyone away. I, I, I can't. I can't tell you a person who I've spoken to who's seen it. He didn't like it, comic book fan or otherwise. Most of yeah. the people I know, um, uh, my friend Mitch, who runs All Star Comics in Melbourne, shout out All Star Comics. Um, he's he, like it's his favorite Spider Man movie, and and I totally get it. It, it just it does everything. It's so um, uh, innovative. Um, it has such a great heart and 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 character to it, but it also it does everything you want. It to do in terms of being faithful to the comics because all of these characters were even Spider Ham was was in in the comics you know fucking um, the noir Spider Man is 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 was really great and the it, oh, it was so Nicholas Cage oh, Jesus Christ now, you can't get better than that he's fantastic yeah and I think it had the the smarts. You know, um, uh, uh, the the two guys who wrote it, um, the the Phil Lord and and Chris Miller. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the Lego Movie guys and the guys who got fired from Han Solo to then go on and do <laughs> for making it too funny. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine being Kathy Kinnear or whoever it is who runs like Star Wars and being like, yeah, fuck those guys off. Let's get Ron Howard in, and then seeing how well this does and going, oh shit, maybe we should have stuck to the plan because they have a had a quirkiness and and a sweetness and a like a dab hand at, at at doing really great comedy like the whole thing about um the rubik's cube with with noir spider-man how he's like oh yeah kind of thing. fantastic and spider-ham like they're all stuck to the ceiling and there's miles's roommate and he's like can animals talk in this dimension? Because I don't want to freak him out. Like just, <laughs> just sweet and 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 funny and just delectable and great um, modern and also, relations of characters as well. Yeah. Whether it's Gwen, Spider Gwen, which is a you know Haley um, Haley Seinfeld, Haley Seinfeld, a great um, character as well. But also the the version of Aunt May that they have, like she's a badass. She's oh. whipping people's ass because they're fucking up yeah. her house. You know, um, and and Doctor Octopus um, uh, uh, being being female as well, like just some really and Catherine Hahn as that. I was like, oh yes, like I kind of wish we got her instead of Alfred Molina in No Way Home. That would have been right? awesome. It could have worked. It totally could have worked. And I think and like have have her be like the Roger Rabbit kind of thing, where she's animated the whole film. <laughs> There's no way they would have let that happen. It would have confused me too much. But yeah. I mean, just it is for as as forward thinking as some of the more modern stuff is in terms of not only representation, but just a modern eye, like a modern point of view around 
don't have your damsel in distress be a damsel in distress. Have it be someone who can look after themselves as well as the hero sometimes and put more, um, you know, people of color in these things because it represents us. It represents where we are in, in time right now. You know, this is not, it's not nine, it's not 2002, honestly. Like it's just, it's not. And, and, you know, particularly with Miles uh, uh, being the character that you're kind of drawn to, but everybody that surrounds him, it is the most, one of the most modern movies of all time. Like it captured a moment and, and it, and it, I mean, it won a fucking Academy Award. Like not that that means anything, not that that's yeah. age on quality. But it's also deserved because fucking hell, they worked a lot. And I just want to say it also helps if you have films like, 21 jump street and 22 jump street in your arsenal like come on <laughs> the only the, the people who can make who can make spider wars are the only people who can make those movies i completely agree <laughs> there's nobody else yeah i completely agree that in in the same way that spider-man shouldn't spider-man uh, sorry into the spider-verse shouldn't those movies shouldn't work yeah. there's no reason that a comedy remake of 21 jump street should work but that first film is fucking hysterical it really is i watch that almost every day man it's 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 so my name is yeah like that that joke alone is he's hefty man oh that's the second one is that the second one that's the second one that's the second one right yeah just you know and fucking doves fly it why because doves are fucking badass like just it it really is it's very very smart Uh, it's very very and then a reveal of ice cube like in the second one the reveal of Ice Cube being like the the father of, of the girl that he was dating. He was like, and then the whole fucking scene where he's like, he gets the beans and he's like, motherfucker, give me some more beans. And then he just <laughs> I like beans. And yeah, well, when when Channing Tatum finds out that it's that it's the, the boss. Oh, oh, shit. oh my God. And he starts losing his mind in the office. Just really really sharp and uh, and i'll, that I'll put that of, scene in i'll put the scene in because it's fucking hilarious yeah if you can drop it into the youtube because it's so good but like speaking about those guys then moving on to you know star yeah. wars and they would have been writing spider-verse at the same time that they were producing solo it, you couldn't not it was happening concurrently but i think if they get if they get the opportunity to finish what they want to do with solo this movie suffers um yeah you know, they because then Solo have... goes on to be successful. Yeah, and they get in a different way. I mean, Solo. Yeah, I I, I think that movie's fine. I, I, it was just a nice old fashioned action adventure picture, and there you go. It was you know no big deal. But this is based in the Star Wars universe. That's all. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. But to be able to come into this and and reinvent not only um what a modern understanding of what animation is, because even at this point. The, the films that this was up against at the Academy Awards were a Pixar-style animation. Like, this 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 had the, the animation style or, or the difference of animation style that you would get from a European output. You know, occasionally when there's, like, the best animated film of the year at the Oscars nominated and it's four Pixar movies and something from Ukraine? <laughs> you know? Like, this yeah. year it was... Like, every other year? Yeah, like Triplets of Bellevue or, or um, uh, the one that was this year um, that I, I, I don't recall that was um, uh, an was animated... Was it Flea? Yeah, an animated documentary, Flea, as in F-L-E-E. Um, you know, there's always that one that, that bucks the trend, doesn't look like the rest of them. 
and that's what Spider-Verse was, but it also had mass appeal because it is, it, it's a franchise product. Um, it's Sony going, we don't have what Marvel has. But this is what we have. But this is what we do have. We've got everything else. So let's just fucking throw a bunch of stuff out there and see what happens. Venom does perfectly fine, whatever. This is the one that like is able to capitalize on, on, on the Spider-Verse that they have. <clears throat> Uh, the ability to use and i think this is absolutely the the takeaway from for me is now is the time for miles morales yes you said it you said it technically you said it a few hours ago but technically like in terms of time but the way that you're listening to it folks last week Addie said sony make a fucking live action miles film it's totally true it, it couldn't be a better time to do it you know a a, a young um, you know, a uh, uh, powerful uh, and yet unsure person of color under that mask says more about who we are as people at this particular point in time than Tom Holland does. And Tom Holland's great. He's yeah, really- and he's also he's also said that he 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 hopes that one day he's able to share the screen with Miles Morales. How amazing would that be? You know, yeah. to really to to give everybody someone to and like we were saying last week again the benefit of spider-man is the fact that it is anybody under there it's not batman with the window of mouth or superman who just takes his glasses off and everybody doesn't recognize him it's not all these white bread motherfuckers it's it's people who are out there and if you want to if you want to say that i'm being woke go right ahead but i just i just I'm more interested in stories that represent more people because then more people get to enjoy them. You know, if you see yourself in exactly, something, it's going to mean more to you. Like for you, Addy, as a person of color, like you're you're going to see Miles and feel differently about it than I do. It's just it's just a fact. If that's a voice for you, I mean, why? How could that possibly be a bad thing? Exactly, and it it came out in the same year that I decided that like. I had no fucking plan whatsoever. And it came out in the same year that um, A Star Is One came out and A Star Is One made me realize I wanted to make films. And then this film came out, I was like, holy shit, should I really make films? Because I can never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you'll do that though. Like I've I've been, I've had that too. I went and saw um, uh, an old movie, funnily enough, Lawrence of Arabia at... Um, Speaking of films filled with white people that are, <laughs> that are racially insensitive, there's a lot of blackface going on in that movie. Um, but, you know, I went and saw that as it was like a 70 millimeter print at the Asta, the beginning of like 2021 or something like that. And I was like, what am I even doing? <laughs> I've, been, I've been a filmmaker for over half my life at this point. I was just like, there's no way. There's no way I'll ever get to where David Lean got to. But that's good. Sometimes that helps make you strive, you know. Yeah, I mean, at, like, I cannot put into words how much that film has inspired me. Not not in a creative way, just as a person. Mm. And it's it's what Spider Man is. And like, if you say that, like, I I I get into this argument when I'm talking about Superman because if you know me, you know that Superman's my favorite character in fiction, all the fiction. Uh, I, I get I get I get in this argument a lot where people are like, well, uh, Superman's kind of boring because all he does is hope and all that shit. I'm like, Jesus Christ, have you ever talked to a person that's lost hope? Mm. And like, 
The people who say that because of the whole beacon of hope thing is boring. Like you in your life have never been at a point where you've never had hope. You've never hit a low point in your life. And what Superman does to a person like that is something that you can only feel and, and not comprehend in words. And that's, that's, and yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of old school, but hey man, the shit that's happening around the world right now, we kind of need all the hope we can get. And it's, it's the same with Spider-Man with, it's, it's not, it's not about what people do to you or like how, how people see you. It's about how you see the world and how you can make it better and how that can change you. And how one person in your life may be at a point where you're maybe at a point where you're questioning yourself can can change the whole outlook. With with what Peter does with Miles Earth Prime Peter in that film is not there for more than five minutes. Mm. But he shapes who Miles is. Well, not not exactly that Peter, but Peter shapes who Miles is. Yeah, I think that's... Did I go too far? No, 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 that's, no, it's absolutely true. I, it's, it's, you you know, you're saying hope and that that's definitely where that is. But th- this film, as far as I could read, and it's not a message that I needed because I'm not Miles in that, in this scenario, I'm Peter. Um, you know, that is, that is, and not, it has nothing to do with color, but it's just because of like, I've been through what Miles went through finding your power you know and 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 trusting it is a really important thing for a young person um it doesn't matter what you do you don't have to be spider-man you can just be decide what you want to do with your life or what you want to do with your right now as well it doesn't have to be the big picture um that that message rings true to me but also passing on a message of of uh, uh of hope in in what is adult despair which is the thing that peter's going through relationships break down you get old things don't work as well as they used to you start feeling resentful towards people for their youth which is ludicrous because you had your chance him his arc like in tandem with with miles learning from each other him learning to accept the things that he has become in in this as an older version of peter and miles accepting that he's got he's just the beginning of his journey um and these are the mistakes that were made and also the the um the peter from uh miles's universe the chris pine voiced he like who dies spoilers I assume you've seen it if you listen to the episode. Um, I mean, they they killed Peter Parker twice in the same year. I know. Come on. Whoop that ass. Jesus, poor Pete. But it, when he says to him, don't ever let him know who, who you are under that mask. Like, wear a mask. You need to protect yourself because you'll go after the people you love. That fear as an adult, I understand that too. So it really does... But, but again, and, and then the final you know, idea about the whole thing based on these three sort of core characters, the one you meet at the start and then the two you, you follow with. Gwen's the same too. Is that hope? Is that whatever tribulations are in front of me, I have the tools to to be, to confront them um, honestly and 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 with, uh, with kindness, uh, which is the only currency really. 
and and overcome because evil is always going to be overcome maybe not maybe not always in the real world uh, we 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 yeah. live in a we, we, all, we all live on this planet we all know what goes on you know there's 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 troubles here but if you can make a decision every day to do the right thing then if spider-man helps you do that you know it's 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 absolutely a, a, a the moral barometer by which we should all be governing ourselves and miles and is a perfect example of that because of his youth absolutely and it's it's so perfect it's so perfectly put in this one line that holy fucking shit nobody else can write it's it's a leap of faith and it, it it truly is and it rings so much like not not in just the moment that you see him actually taking a leap of faith but i've been in situations in my life where i, I have i've said to myself it's a leap of faith but fuck it i'm going to take it anyway mm. and it's 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 that courage that you need at that moment that i mean it's it, it is it's the perfect spider-man film it's the perfect spider-man story and it's great it's it's a it's a story that brings generations of fans together, mm. new new and old, and people people who've liked Spider Gwen that never got a chance to ever see her on the big screen got a chance to see this amazing character, and like she she's the one who's teaching Miles more, but he's learning from Peter B Parker more than he's he's learning from uh, Gwen and uh, his. <clears throat> Just, I, I get very, I get very emotional. See if you've listened so far, if you've listened so far, you know. This but, is an emotional podcast. If you don't like it, get your own one. <laughs> get your oh, own crap. salty. It doesn't have a disconnect. I was on my fifth. Yeah, sorry. No, I was just, I was just making jokes about people being, you know, stoic and cold-hearted. Yeah. yeah. Well, also it doesn't help. I had my fifth cup of coffee today, so fuck me. Dude, how are you not <laughs> vibrating into another dimension? Oh, trust me, I am. I've gone, I've gone to eight cups once, just because <laughs> I because I thought seven, I thought seven was bad, and so to calm myself down, I had the eighth, and I was like, no, that's even worse. You know, you know, at the end of this picture that we're talking about currently, where the world starts to in like it's basically an incursion when yeah. Miles and the fantastically rendered Kingpin, uh, voiced by um, Liev Shriver, just wonderful, such great motivation for a villain too. I lost my wife and kid. I'm gonna fucking find him in the multiverse. Hmm. I wonder where they might have picked yeah. that from. Um, <laughs> You know, not not this film. I'm saying another film might have picked that up. You know, very very recently, um, and everything's like crashing in on each other. That's eight cups of coffee. If I had eight cups of coffee, I would have a fucking stroke. I'm not even joking. I have one in the morning and good night. Like that's all. Oh boy. That's it's it's that's mm, a lot. That's a lot of caffeine, my friend. The relationships in the film ring really true. Like everybody's got a parent that's harder on them than the other one. Um, who wants them to, you know, strive and achieve and then has to come to grips with the fact that, that this person is also their own person. You know, children aren't, you know, conduits by which you live your life. They're other people, you know. Not that I understand. I don't have kids. But if if I did, I would hope that I would understand that. Um, 
and then there's also the relationship with the the a person outside of your um your parents who maybe they don't 100% approve of the uncle you know the 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 bad uncle who ends up being a fucking supervillain in this like and prowler in this movie they're not going to be able to do it better i i sony hear me now and hear me now do not do a live action version of prowler cuz you get a fucking do not leave him be where he yeah. is that is such a great character and the fucking score when he when he gets seen oh uh, it's it's you know what it is though you know you know how they made that mm-hmm. it's it's the sound of an elephant and and they've they've like lowered the volume and added more synth really? to it yeah like now you hear it back and it's like wow and it's so cool I, I thought it was someone dildoing a cello. Like it is, it is. <laughs> what? Vibrator on a goddamn wind instrument is what it sounded like to me, sir. And I'm not 100% convinced it wasn't. You can keep all your elephants. But um, it's, it was, it's funny when I was at the, the, uh, the Spider-Thon, this was, this was movie six. And it, so it would have been, probably three or four in the morning and I was starting to wane a little bit and I did find myself kind of like nodding. It was all bright colors and pretty images and stuff. And I was, so I was yeah. slowly nodding to sleep and then fucking Prowler would come on screen. I'm like, ah, okay, well, I'm up, I'm up again. I'll have a sandwich. You know, it was just, it was, <laughs> but that character is, is, you know, he, he's, he's kind of like a, he's a merc. He's, he's a, he's a, a, a villain for hire kind of thing that scene in the alley where he dies oh holy god shit. like that's there is no reason that an animated film should be as powerful as this is even things you know that we we understand like the end of aladdin you'll always be a prince to me when mufasa dies in lion king um you know these things you were- had to bring that up i'm sorry you had to bring up mufasa hey the end of Toy Story three, you know, like these these moments, they shouldn't ring true as artificial as they are at what you're looking at, but they do, and that's people will come to this movie, or everybody came to this movie with their eyes completely closed. They're like, oh, it's a Spider Man movie, so I have to go and see it because yeah. you go and see Spider Man movies, and I think everybody was really taken by surprise. Like, oh, they're doing things that the other shows aren't, that the other programs aren't, and I'm not just talking about representation or characters or you know, story arcs or anything like that. It's just like, oh, I feel. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's so powerful. And it's weird because you're watching. Tonight. I'm yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. In the mood for um, Yeah. And like when he dies, I'm like, oh, shit. I forgot it's a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And the uncle has to die. It's, yeah, yeah <laughs> you've got to kill someone. You got to kill someone. At least it wasn't the dad. Actually, the the end part as well. Like, um, you know, I have a good I have a good relationship with my dad, but he wasn't around when I was a kid. Like, my parents had s- split up. The scene where, he, like, Miles is still Spider Man, and he's like talking in a deep voice to his dad or whatever. He's like, "Love you." <laughs> like, it's just I know oh. what that's like. You know, to be like trying to relate to your dad in that way when he can or can't um you know the very beginning where he gets out of the car he's like love you and he's on the 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 um he's on the whaler in the cop car 
Yeah. Like, just, you gotta say it back. Gotta say it back. Love you too. That's a 10-4. Like, just, I, I, I get that. That relationship, again, rings really, really true. And that's the whole film, though. Like, that sentiment, is, it's throughout the film. And it's weird that we're talking about the film and just the stories and we're not touching on the animation because, like, you you can't. You can't talk about this movie and not talk about the animation because, for me, every every animator is a filmmaker and a storyteller. And it's it's never been as true. And it's never shown so perfectly in, like, except for this movie where you can, like, there's, there's a scene where they break into the... Is it Oscorp? Is it something else where the where Peter B. Parker and Miles they break into the facility to like get the monitor and the CPU? Gotta, gotta grab That's a bagel which, from the break room. Like <laughs> Yeah. And then he and then he throws the bagel. And then like there's a there's a splash bubble that says bagel. Yeah. Like, dude, you don't have to do that. No. You don't have to. It's just how much you care for it. And that's like, that's like third or fourth or fifth viewing shit that you don't catch, you know. Yeah, it's like how much is going on. Like that film, like even the even the opening credits before the movie start and the ending credits after the movie's gone, after the the main films ended, it's so gorgeous to look at. Like I don't like I watch it on my laptop and I don't get up. Like I, I want to see it. It's, it's one of my favorite openings because like it starts off with like the glitching and like the Marvel Studios glitching and everything. And the first few times it happened, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with the projector? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I thought it was that um we'd accidentally gone to see it in 3D. Because some of the, oh, yeah. some of the edging on the characters is is colored. Yeah. It was colored edging. And I went out, I'm like, are we in the wrong motherfucking place? Um and and they were like, well, you know, this is how it is. This is how it is. Enjoy yourselves. I thought I was old. <laughs> oh man, holy shit! It's been four years since that movie came out. Yeah, I guess. Um, and it's still. I mean, I you're talking about the animation. <clears throat> it's so stylized and so. Um, uh, like, what's like, what's the word? Hyperactive. There's so much going on, so much input, you know, to to kind of take in. You have to kind of watch it either on a big enough screen that you can catch everything, or go back for multiple viewings. Um, it's probably. I remember you were t- you were saying before about the animators being filmmakers and storytellers. It's totally true. When I was younger i really i mean i still really like it but the uh atlantis we talked about it when we did our animated our drawn together episode one of my favorites um and i was watching the behind the scenes sort of interviews with the the cast and crew and everything and one of the animators because each character has a different animator they can't have one guy do them all so the guy who did miles who was um oh sorry not miles milo who was the lead character he was saying what i do is i i i put the you know, it was back in the mid to early 2000s, it was like, he goes, I put the do not disturb thing on the door. I shut it. I turn all the lights off except for the lights that he's got on his drawing desk. And and, and I, I sit down, I put some music on and I get into the scene. I'm like, what what is this scene? 
what does the character need to do in this scene to tell the story best? Like, it's true. And you can totally see it in this as well. There is no, there is not a single frame out of place, which is saying a lot. We talked about animation being really, you've got to be really critical of it because you have to be. You only animate what you need to animate. But in terms of emotions and things like that and, and, and how you're reflecting those while all this crazy shit's going on, huge big goblin creatures, you get that in, in the minute, the tiny details, the minute details, and also the vocal performances, which were all really good as well. Absolutely. I mean, I know I'm diverting towards story more right now, but hear me out. Yeah. Uh, the, like, the, the whole film, uh, every, every spider person, is that okay to call them spider person? Uh, spider, spider folks, <laughs> spider people. Same shit. Yeah. Yeah. One of, one of them's a pig. So. Hey, he's a pig for us. He comes from a universe where there are only pigs. So he's a pig for us. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm, I'm half following you. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. And so, like the the whole film, all the spider people have have, have just miles as miles, right? But the moment he becomes Spider Man is when he shows up to the fight invisible, mm. and it's and it's is Olivia Octavius. That's that's it's not it's not Miles or anyone else. She says Spider Man, and and that's that's the combination of his arc is he's finally become him, while while being totally different from Peter, he's finally become Spider-Man. Yeah. And, and he goes through it at the end where he says, uh, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter. Uh, fuck, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, he says along the lines of uh, anyone can be under the mask. You can be under the mask. And if you didn't know that before, I hope you know, I I hope you know now. Yeah. It's- and he, go- he goes on the crane and he does the flip of the Taz, like the amazing Spider-Man two opening at the end. And it's like, it's an homage to the, the iterations that have come before. Like Peter B. Parker is Tobey Maguire's Parker. It's him from, from those films. It's just, they, they have to, they didn't have Tobey Maguire voicing him. That's all. It was Jake Johnson. Yeah. It was great. Like, you know, great. Absolutely great. And also the trope of, of like get, everyone gets an intro and then Miles is like, <sighs> okay, let's do this one more time. Like it just, <sighs> it's such a cool way to get around the fact that everybody complains that whenever they reboot these things, they have to do an origin story when everybody fucking knows Spider-Man's origin. Well, you don't know this one, you know, it's, that's, that's the writers being very, very savvy about the material um, and, and understanding it in a way that perhaps a corporation doesn't. A corporation wants to be able to mark the RV Arad talk we had last week. A corporation wants to make toys out of stuff. They want to be able to put things on a billboard and have people recognize it and go and pay their money to go and see it. Filmmakers and in particular writers who understand that you can use these huge science fiction or, or mythical ideas to tell stories about people, they get it. They're the ones who are going to be like, look at what we can show you, look at how this can be achieved in a way that maybe you didn't realize before because everybody knows what we're talking about. You don't have to fucking, you don't have to hold people's hand, 
you know. It's, I remember in the in the early '90s, Marvel had a, a um, this thing, and I, you know, they still have a blurb at the beginning of any comic that you buy that says such and such is such and such, and blah blah blah. Spider Man bitten by a radio spider. Peter Parker is doing the Spider Man. All the you know, I was reading the Punisher one the other day, and Frank Castle's family was killed by mobsters, and then he decided to be punished crime and singer. In, Are you the, talking about a summary? Yeah, just like a really, just like a little blurb. But in the '90s, Marvel had like a full page of like these are who, these are who they are. Oh, this shit. is the story up until this point. And you don't need to do that these days. People are, are, are savvy enough to follow stories. We've talked about it before. There is no way that you can have the kind of renaissance of TV that you've had in the last 20 years since The Sopranos, all the way up until let's say Stranger Things being the most talked about thing at the moment that complex a storytelling over such a long period of time and have people get it and have people dig it so much if we're not all sophisticated enough storytellers on our own. And these guys get that. That's Absolutely. why this movie hits yeah. so hard because everyone's like, oh, shit, I fuck, I'm following all of this. Like, it's a perfect example of showing what what turning up to 100 and then going a 1,000% up feels like. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the writers and the producers and everyone involved f- feeling so loved and so comfortable and so confident in this project. Like, if one person in, in, in the involvement of this project does did not feel as confident as they were, there's no way this film turned out the way and turned out the way that it did. And it's it's a testament to literally everyone who worked on this. And like we talked about animation earlier and we did an episode and it's like we we had like 2D style animations before, but then we had we had Spider-Verse, but they were 2D and 3D and then just map paintings all over. Mm. And then map paintings interacting or like 2D characters interacting with 3D characters in a map painting and all that. Sorry if anyone doesn't understand that. Very sorry. They can look it up. Yeah, look it up. They've got the internet on their phone. <laughs> they do. Yeah. And then like, and then that sparked things like, like, see, we live, we live in an era where we have so many things, right? And like, so many things, I mean, like we have so many TV shows and films mm. and it's, it's so rare that something like that hits so many certain points that you can see its influence in different, different genres of media. Like, there's no way Arkin exists without Spider-Verse. There's absolutely yeah. no way. Yeah, especially the animation style of it being a little bit kind of high shutter speed and rugged kind of looking and, and, and um, you know, fast and having people be people like, you know what, you're just going to have to catch up. You've just got to keep up with us. We're not going to soften, yeah. we're not going to flatten things out and make it easy on you like a Pixar picture or whatever. This is going to have depth and shading and detail that you're not prepared for in an animated film um you know and, and i think you just have to take it in yeah i think probably the the incredible advancement in um computer game technology just in the last 10 years let's say has also prepared people for this kind of not only storytelling but visuals um you can do Whereas animation had a uniformity in the in the nineties and two thousands because people had an expectation of what things should look like. Now you can try different shit, and people are going to either say yes, this one's for me, or I'll move on to the next thing. Um, and yeah, that's there's a huge uh, uh, contingent from the 
um, computer game industry that, that is responsible for that. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them, most of them, you know, especially people who did cutscenes and stuff. Like the guy, uh, the guy directed yeah. Deadpool has a company. I think it's called, it might be Blizzard. Oh no, maybe not. Correct me in the comments. Um, he's he started in in doing cutscenes and trailers for video games. He did one of the best trailers of all time for Batman Origins, which is just the the Batman's face. It's like him as a kid seeing his parents getting killed, and then him at prep school to getting beat up, and then him training as a ninja, and then him as Batman. It was just all face shots. It was incredible. Um, I think yeah, I've seen that one. Oh, you would. It, it's it, it's like outstanding. It's it did it did the rounds on on. Um, social media uh when dawn of justice came out people going this is what we actually want neither no comment um yeah. but yeah i think yeah people are sophisticated uh enough in their understanding of story and that there's something out there for everybody and everybody's different but this this does have a universal appeal to it absolutely spider-man always will yeah and like 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 i said last week it's like Spider-Verse for me was Spider was where I understood that I would go into superhero films to not actually look at superheroes. Like I want to go see I'll buy a ticket for a Spider-Man film, but I want to see a story of Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. Yeah. Like and that's and that's what it like that's what it sparked in me. Like I, I would go for the next how many other films they have. Of of Spider Verse, I think I think they only have a trilogy. But again, fuck it, we getting that much, and like what makes it like even more perfect is that it doesn't have to have a sequel. It's a perfect, perfect film mm. through and through. Yeah, and there's no the, need to go apart from that. They teased um, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Um, yeah, but you could also like exactly, but you could also say that as like as like Nick Fury coming in at the end of Iron Man, like, hey, we have this. Look at it. Yeah. If you like it, we might do it. But if not, it's still here. Check it out. Yeah. 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 Totally <laughs> Check good. it. It's like the Will Smith meme. Yeah. That's the, the meme of Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a little bit more famous for some other memes now. Yeah. But uh, I do like that idea, though. I'm interested to see how um, uh, Miguel comes into the new one. I, I love um, Spider Man 2099. It's one of my favorite. Uh, books that that uh, that run from um, the nineties of of geez, it might have even been late eighties of the twenty ninety nine books and that's he's really the only one that survived and, and is still but there's book currently being published with that character in it. I just like the design. Um, I like how he's kind of vampiric or vampiric. He's, he's you know teeth and he's he's actually got like talons on his fingers and that's how he grabs onto stuff and it was. You know, yeah. the design of the costume. It's way Toby like and say again. It's way Toby like like in the first Spider Man film, uh like Toby sees like they're like so what is it, like teeth coming out of his fingers yeah, like, well, it's stick with microscopic <laughs> kind of ta like talons, yeah, like little little yeah. sort of, you know, uh, uh grip grip points. And uh you know me the character Miguel's like that. And also the the costume is is um uh it's indicative of, of some sort of um, like avenging spirit kind of thing. And it just, it was just interesting. It was an interesting take on Spider-Man, you know, sitting like a, a, a strange future like Metropolis. And yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I hope that they, they feature him a little bit more and, you know, Oscar Isaac, you can put him in anything. I don't mind. You can have oh, him. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. And like my like my first introduction, I've I've told you this before. I don't I don't know if I've said like on camera or like on audio. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Technically, you're on camera. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that my my introduction to Miles was uh, in a small cartoon show called The Ultimate Spider Man. Mm. Where in season two of Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man goes goes through the multiverse, and he he meets like Spider-Woman, uh, and he's and he meets uh, like the the episode right before Miles Morales is the episode of uh, twenty forty nine, Sorry, that's another film. <laughs> Blade Runner, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like. It's it's two D animation like the whole show, and for that episode they're going to three D animation because it's his world, what? and it's so yeah, it's so cool to see because like he comes in and then like Miguel O'Hara attacks Peter Parker because Miguel's Miguel's like there's there's an imposter trying to uh, trying to hinder the the legend of Spider Man because because in his world Spider Man was a legend and then he passed away. Yeah, well of course. Because... And then so he, and then. Yeah, and then he fights uh, Peter Parker. And he's like, "I'm Peter Parker." He's like, "That that can't be possible because Peter Parker is dead." And then like they they try to save him, and then like they they compare webs because like Peter Parker's web weren't able to like stick, whereas Miguel's web were able to stick and then wrap. So like they defeated Goblin together. It was really cool. Awesome! I'm I'm fucking checking this shit. <laughs> That's on Disney Plus, is it not? I don't know. Should be though, because it was a Disney XD thing, so should be. Okay. And then, and then the next one is Miles. Like he drops in into Miles Morales, and Miles Morales actually saves Peter Parker. And like when Peter Parker comes comes in, that you know, it's now ah, I'm finally home. And then he and then he sees like someone else when you're like, was I gone for too long? And then he's like <laughs> fighting. He's fighting someone, and then Miles saves him. And then like they're both in shock. It's like. And then Miles is like, oh, you don't know, do you? And then he tells them Peter Parker died and I knew this Peter Parker. And they have like the same kind of vibe that Miles and Peter B. Parker have, mm. but it's more in the film than in that episode. But like, you can see the connection there as well. It's just, it's a, Miles is a very, very, very cool character. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, we need to get off this podcast so I can go and watch that episode, honestly. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, there's so much going on in the in the Spider-Man universe at the moment, and everybody's seen No Way Home, and it, we're wondering what the future of Spider-Man is. If it's going to be it's more of this Venom stuff, and we've got other those movies coming out, and then you've got whatever Tom Holland's doing, and then you've got the two Spider-Verse sequels next year. The doors are open for a lot of opportunity, but. Take yourself back a couple of years and, and, and rewatch this program. I've said it before. The ultimate goal of this podcast is for people to listen and be like, you know what? I'm going to go and either check that out for the first time or I'm going to revisit that. That's If you decide yeah. to do that, then we, we won. Job. Yeah, we, they are, we are the winning podcast for the week. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, b- before we finish up, uh, we, we're going to have to uh, uh, do some questions and whatnot. Any final thoughts yep. there, Addy? Any any parting parting wisdoms around the Spider Verse? Kind of, yeah. Uh, Spider Verse was a film that that's very very special to me. Like that's like it's either the Amazing Spider Man two or more. I think I think Spider Verse is more of my 
comfort film. Like I, I like I know I said last week that I, that I fire up Tasm too when I want to watch like or when I want to stop feeling things or when I want to feel things. But if like it's it's a it's a family friendly film. Like and it's it's something that you can enjoy with or without having a previous with Spider-Man, which is what mm. made it so unique. Yeah. Is that while be while being a story about like legacy and generations, it's also a brand new introduction. Yeah. And it's it's in it's inspired me in ways that I can't I can't even tell. And I also have a script with Silk meets Miles, so please just let me make it. <laughs> You're gonna keep pushing this all the way through the hey, Spider-Man episodes. I want to read this shit. Will you send it to me? I'll, I'll send you the last part. Why can't I read the whole thing? Because I'm not confident yet. I'm not. I'm just Lies, not. subterfuge. Fair yeah. enough. I just want to see a little bit of it. And then I will come back and I will chat to all you folks about how good it is. And then you can badger Sony about it. And just send them we'll spam email the shit out of them. Yes, please. Uh, but before we go, um, I want to do a quick rundown. Uh, top three favorite moments of the film. Go. Sure. Um, what's up, Danger? It's number one. Um, yeah. We, we backflips off that building and, and you know, takes the leap of faith that he has to take. 100%. Um the uh the the um peter b parker saying protect your identity wear the mask um because he'll come after your uh he'll come after everyone you love basically um that that not only sets up uh, uh spider-man his whole thing about why he wears the mask but also it lends an awful lot of threat to kingpin and Kingpin yeah. being the villain of this film, the prime villain, is ridiculous. It shouldn't work um, because he's, he's... Kingpin in this film is ridiculous as fuck. He's just huge. But it works. Huge, but it totally works. And he has a really interesting reason for, for why he's doing what he's doing and, and brooking no opposition for it. Um, and the other favorite part is when um, uh, Peter from the, I guess, you know, the older Peter, the Peter in his 40s, um, you know, comes into Miles's universe, and he's about to uh, see that the, that universe's version of um, May. May James, like, yeah. I'm not ready for this, and then and then um, thwips onto the the um, doorbell. It's just such a sweet moment, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, me. Yeah. Him, sorry. Like not being. Of him being it very, shows he's not ready. He yeah. just shows he's not ready, but he's also very lazy because he trips to the doorbell. <laughs> he's so over his powers. It's really funny. Like where he's walking um, up like sideways down the building and Miles is trying to catch him, not not knowing how to use his powers yet. And he's just yeah. casually doing it. He's so over having spider abilities. He couldn't give a shit. Like it's just, it's so good, everyone. Go back. Go back. What are your favorites? Like, yeah, I get to that, but like that scene, right? It's like you can have that just like Miles and Peter talking, right? But no, it's not. <laughs> They're talking, and there's a window where guys just eating ice cream. He's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and like the ice cream well, falls down. Like... As well, yeah, <laughs> just little, little things like that, you know, really yeah. sweeten, sweeten the pot, you know. Yeah, and I, I also <laughs> love that at the at the end of the film, we don't get a kiss between Gwen and Miles. 
they're friends. Let's just let's just be that. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that Marvel took that and then applied it to Shang-Chi as well, where at the end Shang-Chi and Aquafina's character are not like dating or whatever. Like they're friends. Yeah. It's not like have more of that. Not everything is about those type of relationships. See, I mean, the tradition of, of storytelling is you need a love interest. No, you don't. That's absolutely not the truth. You know, there's there's yeah. um, there's a lot of other emotions. You know, fourteen complex emotions, none of them love. Yeah, it's the name, it's the name of my 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 jazz side project. Anyway, that's a joke my my sister in law made one time. Um, here we go. Right. I want to hear him. Three. Uh- Okay, number three is um, is the interaction with uh, Miles and Gwen when they first meet. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> with with like the hair thing is like, hey, hey how you doing? Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> so. Good. And it comes back at the end as well with Kingpin. Yeah. It's like, hey, oh man, I love this movie. Trounces Kingpin like he's a huge <laughs> fucking sack of shit. Like Kingpin in this movie is a blob with a head. <laughs> That's Kingpin, and I love looking. it. But it works. It totally works. It works because it's animation. Because so so like we we have a live action Hulk. Like that Kingpin can work. <laughs> Not standing next to normal people, he can't. Um, it's gonna look very out of place. But that's alright. Yeah, but if you just like. Enlarge Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, it will work. <laughs> Enlarge. Just Vincent saying. D'Onofrio. Like, I think no, that's not what I meant. With, have you seen him? In the, have you seen that picture of him in the gym training for the new fucking Daredevil series? He looks fucking yes. huge. Man. He's not training for the Daredevil series one. Come on. I reckon he is. Yeah, I mean, Marvel told us in confidence we can't just fucking see that now, can we? Oh yeah, we're gonna get a call from. Mr. Plus himself. <laughs> hey guys, it's um, it's Disney Plus here. Yeah, that is my name again. Um, stop fucking telling everybody that we're <laughs> Kingpin, Kingpin, Kingpin. Yeah, I know. I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> um, I'm Disney Plus. I like a gin and tonic. Don't stop telling everyone that Kingpin, fuck, Kingpin is coming. <laughs> Back for the Daredevil series, or we're gonna firebomb your house. No, we don't know. I'm Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney's my first name. Plus is my last name. Just as <laughs> Disney's the first name. What's my middle name? I don't have a joke for that. I don't have a joke for that right now. But what you will do is start seeing a lot of people wearing fucking mouse ears around you because we've. That's our SWAT team. <laughs> Imagine that, just like a SWAT team rappelling down the side of a building as you're walking down the street and they look all in SWAT gear except they've got the mouse ears. Disney Plus sent us. Pew! We get tased. Episode, episode 100, we have, the, we have the Captain America and Superman jump conversation. We have the Nightwing, Nightwing skit and then we have this at the end. Well, I'm making a list. I'm making a list. We'll get yeah. there. A hundred weeks is only yeah. what you know two years and a bit, so easy. Um, what, what's two years? That's two years exactly. Okay, so uh, yeah. what is your second one? Uh, my second one is actually the conversation of Peter B. Parker and Miles on that wall where where uh, he, where Peter is like, 
this is why I don't have kids. This is why I don't have kids. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> and then he, and then he goes up, and then Miles is like hopelessly staring at him, and he's like, ah, I'm not waiting for you. Come on up. <laughs> it's really sweet. It's a really sweet relationship. Yeah. And where Peter runs into Mary Jane as the waiter. So clever, especially the match cut where they're all like, show, like they're all seeing it from like outside of the building, and then it's a match cut to them inside. It's yeah, it's fucking really, really awesome. Cool. Oh man, it's such a good movie. Okay, last one. Sorry, uh, last one. Yeah, I mean, can you go wrong with What's Up Danger? But it's well, mine's style it's a leap of faith on What's Up Danger, but it's also followed by What's Up Danger. So they're kind of the same moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that's that's number one, absolutely. But also, like Aunt May saying to Mars, took you long enough. It's just yeah, oh, she's like, all over it. Such a good representation. Yeah, it's all, it also shows, and like it's so heartbreaking because they have that conversation in like his his room, mm. and it's it's heartbreaking because like Peter B. Parker comes out, and then you see everyone that's waiting because they believed in him that he finally break break through and get, get in control, and he's not able to. Mm. It's just heartbreaking to see like all of them just go. And then May and like Aunt May being the one who had like the most faith that he'll show up. And like he gets the classic one and he, and he does his shit with it. And like, yeah, that's in my script, Sony, please. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. us again. Stop shouting at us about your fucking screenplay. Everybody does that. Again, this is the yeah. Sorry. Um. <laughs> cool. Well. Yeah. Sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop with that now. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. I can't wait to read the script. And um. And that's the end of uh end of our Legacy of the Spider Man Part Three episode. Part Three. Wow. I know. On uh, Into the Spider Verse. Go and check it out again. And um, did we have a couple of questions that we can do quickly before we um before we bounce? We do. Just let me find it. That's all right. You only had um all day to prepare <laughs> too busy working on your screenplay i hope so <laughs> fucking hope so i am I'm also i'm right here i'm on your team buddy i own a production company we could do it we just need to spider-man just needs to get put into the public domain that'll happen soon <laughs> what does even that mean uh when when the rights for you know characters or or stories or whatever lapse into public domain it means anybody can can use them to tell stories, oh, okay. um, like Sherlock well, we can, and, and stuff yeah. like that. Because they're old enough, they were created long enough ago that they no longer have you know specific rights holders. So that'll never happen to Spider-Man though. <clears> yeah, of course not. Yeah, so. But hey, we can make a non-profit Spider-Man film. Like a short film. Yeah, yeah. people do it all the time. And, and Tarzan. <laughs> yeah, what well, you're gonna be Tarzan in that one? Oh, I'm just, I'm just gonna be there seeing you. Nah, I don't think yes, so. here. No, I do not have. Yes, the, you'll be I, fucking. I don't have the long hair anymore, and I'm not svelte enough. I'd need to go. I don't the... care. You like, you'll take off that hoodie and be fucking Alex Cars got in the Northman, man. <laughs> I wish that guy is yoked. Um, cool. All right. Any, <laughs> any, any questions that aren't about? Yes. Well, I do. But so we, we'll save that after, after the recording. We'll chat about that privately. Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård was Tarzan as well, you know. Holy shit, he was. He was in the but he was in The Legend of Tarzan, which I actually quite like that yeah. movie. But I'm a big Tarzan fan, so. Fair man. High five. I like that movie also. I don't know why fucking people hate it. Digital high five. Yeah. All right. 
Question number one. Q and A. Why he's the theme for? Oh, Q&A. hang on. Well, he's the theme. And how many questions do we have today? We have three. Three. Lucky three. Fantastic. Oh, we actually have four because, um, oh, special shout out to my best friend, uh, Saad, who's in Lebanon right now. I hope that you're listening, my friend. Uh, he's, he's been my buddy since uh, middle school and we fell in love with Spider-Man together. And he's the reason why I love uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man so much. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You glitched out for a second. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Oh, well, good. Hey, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Saad. Saad. Saad, you're a legend, yes. mate. I hope, um, I hope, uh, 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 and where is he? Uh, he's in Lebanon right now. I hope Lebanon's treating you well. I hope so too, buddy. Having some... All right, so we... <coughs> there, that's cool. Yeah, food. hell yes. Yeah. It's the whole Chinese food thing, right? It's a friend's it's... joke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Oh, I've never seen friends. Go to China, have Chinese food. Yeah, of course, there, they just call it food. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good go. It's a good joke. Anyway, question number one. <clears throat> yeah, uh, question number one. Jesus Christ. Did he That's not the writing, question. Did he? <laughs> no, he, he, no, he's no. not terribly vocal on Instagram, which is funny. <laughs> Do you know there's an actual person that pretends to be Jesus H. Christ? Like his name is Jesus H. Christ. Fantastic. Good on him. Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Thing. Yeah, this is where we go mad, right? Yep, this Every is where question time is when we start going a little bit strange. But that's why that's why people keep coming back. <clears throat> yeah, like just, just see how we've grown from our first episode of Q and It's pretty impressive, <laughs> honestly. To us, yeah. <laughs> even our even our reports. <clears throat> but that's what happens. You do something long enough, you get good at it. Hand jobs. I was on a chain the other day. <laughs> Fucking hand jobs. What am I talking about? <laughs> Oh, we had to put that in, right? Yeah, we had one. Ep- we we had one episode of the Lazy Spider Man last week where we didn't talk about dicks. So I know. Here it is. Yeah, we've got to get the dicks in where we can. I'm just saying that if you practice hand jobs, you, you, you get know, the you're dicks get in. It's <laughs> 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 supposed to be a question and answer section. What are we talking about? Oh God, we've it's supposed to be a scholar section. <laughs> That was super fun. <laughs> on. Amazing. Or or how Doctor Strange decided to be a giant penis in the sky. That still cracks me up. Oh, it's so silly. I was gonna say that. I was on the train listening to listening to like one of our podcasts because I do that. And it was it was like the QA segment of like no, it wasn't. It was the segment where you where we talked about it's it's when the birth of the dual dicks came. Sure. <laughs> Iconic. I was, I was laughing like fucking crazy, and everyone in the chamber was like, "What the fuck is wrong with this kid?" I completely forgot that for our drawn together episode, I spent the better part of ten minutes pretending to be a pirate. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's oh right. yeah, crazy. Good times. Enjoy, fuck enjoy, you know. our, enjoy our current, you know, like thirty hours of content, everybody. Yeah. Nonsense. Shall we get? Well, to the- I bet it's more than thirty. Hours. Yeah. It probably questions. is more than 30, actually, yeah. Shoot. Character ranking for us. What is that? Oh, okay. Jesus. 
character ranking for Into the Spider-Verse or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You know, you can pre-read these. (laughs) (laughs) I I choose not to. Fair enough. Okay. Um, uh, Without Miles. Let's let's do one without Miles. Miles. Okay. In that case, um, Gwen. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just do the heroes. Gwen, um, Noir Spider-Man, um, Peter Porker, um, the uh, 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 Penny Parker, um, and then uh, the uh, sorry no uh, yeah Penny Parker and then um, who am I forgetting? Peter B Parker. What the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, yeah, sorry. Yes, there you go. That's, that's, that's your last one. Because <laughs> yes. I've seen him plenty. You know, I've I haven't seen him. Ah, uh, yeah, so, that's yeah. true. What about you? Sure. <clears throat> well, Gwen, of course. Gwen. Uh, Peter B. Parker? No, actually, Spider Noir. Spider Noir. I, I want, I want a fucking film with him, dude. I, I just, I just want Nicolas Cage. You could do it with just, Nicolas Cage. There's nothing stopping you from doing it with Nicolas Cage. He's exactly. Under- have you, have you seen the new one, the new Nicolas Cage movie where Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage? Plays himself. Yeah, the un. un- Bearable, unbearable weight of massive talent. Massive talent, yeah, yeah. Fucking, you know, oh man, parody of himself at this point. Yeah, but it's also fucking amazing. Yeah, so uh, Gwen, Spider Man Noir, yep. uh, Peter B. Parker, yep. Penny Parker, Peter Porker. Mm-hmm. That's five, right? And then uh, Miles on the top, anyway. Miles on the top, obviously. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. <clears throat> All right, question number. Do- Fuck! So, so are we just not? Are we just not including Kingpin in the top five? Because holy shit! I was just doing the heroes. Okay. Otherwise, I'll be here all week. Well, we've got only two villains, haven't we? Well, Prowler. Well, we've got three. Doc Ock. We've got Prowler, Doc Ock, and, Kingpin. And Kingpin. Kingpin. Also, what the fuck? Kingpin. I, I keep saying Pin King. <laughs> shit, my own face. <sighs> Well, you didn't say you didn't say the thing this time, did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Addie sent me a message the other day because I put up a, a preview. It was it was the blooper reel for the most <laughs> recent episode of the Stitch Up with Riggs, um, where me and uh, and my dear friend Cynthia Galley were talking about League of Their Own, and there was a few bloopers, and I put the blooper reel up, and it was me. I nearly dropped my my notepad or my noteboard thing, and it frightened me a little bit. And I was like, "Oh fuck, my own face!" And yes, that is something that I say on this podcast a bit. It's just, I don't know why. I love it. I don't have any control over this mouth. You know the part of the brain that that connects like the stopgap between what you think and what you say? I don't have that. (laughs) I don't either. That's why I don't fucking read. That's why we're good podcasters, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that part of us is missing. So we fight, so we completely shut it. Yeah, I'm not convinced I had it, you know? (laughs) At all, you know, it's like the it's like the enzyme in in Jurassic Park that makes it the 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 um uh and, and the, so they can't breed like they're all they're all built to be female and then all of a sudden they use frog DNA and they start to spontaneously change sex. That's what happened with me. My brain started normal and then it decided no 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 I want to say everything that comes into my head with no fucking brooking no opposition. Okay, I've evolved. Was that the point of the frog shit? Yeah, the frog. <laughs> We've seen Jurassic Park, you know, in that film, they crossbreed 
the dino <coughs> DNA with frog DNA to match up the sequences. You know what? Just go and fucking watch Jurassic Park and get over it. Not you. You know any- what? Mm-hmm. You know what? Cut this out of the podcast. Why do you have to tell you now? <laughs> no. Whatever it is, it's going in. Fuck. You've never seen Jurassic uh, Park. I have. Jesus Christ. Okay, good. I'm I just yeah. yeah, just, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to start Star Wars now. Just fuck that. Okay. Yeah. That's a long conversation. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. That's a podcast. Right. Um, so it was raining like fucking cats and dogs yesterday, mm-hmm. which thank you to my English teacher. I still remember the idiom. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one, but sure. It exists. So why not? Sure. Yeah. I've, cats and dogs, yeah. whatever. And like, I, I opened like, I opened the, uh, the entrance door to my house at night as one does. There was this big of a frog, like outside my fucking house, like, and I, I didn't know what the fuck to do. I was like, it was dark, like, I didn't even turn on the fucking light. I was like, that's weird. I've never seen that before. I didn't know it was a fucking frog. And so, like, I stomped my foot, like, quite a bit to, like, figure out what the fuck it was, because apparently my foot has light. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Mm. And so I moved a bit. And then went into the light and I was like, that's weird. That's something moving. It was, it was an eyeball, which I realized like 20 minutes later, but then I stomped again. And then like, you know, you know, when the, like the frog jumps and you can like, you can hear it. Like yes. you hear distinct voice and you're like, oh, that's a frog. Sort of saying, yeah. yeah. And it was, it was like a marble. So like the fucker couldn't get out. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, what am I, am I going to turn into frog man now? Is, is this how I go? <laughs> is this going to, is this the thing that kills me? <laughs> this weird frog creature? That's fucking yeah. cool, man. <laughs> I like that. It's uh, not pro- when it, it's not it when you open big. your door. Yeah, no, I mean, like that's that. terrifying. Yeah, if it was as big, like uh, Addy is currently making the size of, I guess what would be like a basketball. Yeah, yeah, basketball. Probably lengthwise, anyway. It was probably a toad. Frogs yeah, don't see, here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing, because I've seen toads, and toads have like a, like a, a shell, right, or like a, a spiky back. Not necessarily. They're just they're they're, they a, they're a type of amphibian that is closely related to a frog, but they do typically be they are typically bigger. Like in in Australia, we have a lot of cane toads in. The, the in the upper parts of you know Queensland and whatnot, they were fucking brought over here to get rid of the bugs, and then they overbred like motherfuckers, and, and now it's now it's a huge problem. Oh yeah, Australia is fantastic with bringing other yeah. over here like foreign breeds of animals that just get completely overrun the place. But yeah, they're huge. They can be really really big. Yeah, I've, so I've seen I've seen the spider pictures of of like Australian spiders and. Like, uh, Oh it's, yeah, man, we've got it all here. There's, there's spiders, toads, swimming knives. We've all we've got it all. Um, everything can kill you. Uh, but yeah, it was probably a toad. But I'm glad you're all right. Um, well, I, I think, didn't know I think it was next a time, what you should do is construct a small saddle and ride it into the shops. Let's move on. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, question number two, please. I hope it's about toads. Well, see, here's the thing. I didn't know it was a toad because I failed science. So fuck you, school. <laughs> you don't need to pass science class to know what a fucking toad is. 
Hey man, I, I've seen. I've seen, I got you. I got you. Okay. Science, knowing science, <laughs> passing science at school, and knowing what a frog or a toad is are two different things. <laughs> okay. Well, my my knowledge for toads was the old yellow film. My knowledge for toads. <laughs> what? He trains a toad for a dog. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is a really funny thing to say. My knowledge for toads is limited. <laughs> it is. All right. What's the second fucking question? <laughs> I'm exhausted. Oh my goodness. Right. <clears throat> is there any chance that we can we can see Vi from Arcane and Gwen from Into the Spider was meet because both are played and, and voiced by Haley Steinfeld. Well, I would love that, wouldn't I? Yes. I don't think that's possible. I think your brain would cave in on itself. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely not possible. Netflix and and, and yeah. Tony aren't going to share properties. But it would be cool, though. It's a cool idea. Maybe someone should... It would be cool. It will also be my new lock screen, so... <laughs> yeah. Hot. <laughs> yes. Very. <laughs> And are you stuck? Oh, okay. And... No, I'm not stuck. I'm still here. <clears throat> and just... uh, yeah. Next, next question. Next question is: uh, We will see Tom, Andrew, in second or third into the Spider Verse film, but in live action or animation. From so, which one do you want? Is that a question? <clears throat> it is. Let me rephrase. Okay. Okay. If we see Tom and if, okay, if we I think see, I'm, I'm thinking I'm if we see what you're saying. If we see Tom, yeah, yeah, Tom, Toby, and and uh, uh, Andrew appeared in No Way Home together. If they were to appear again together, would you prefer it to be live action or in a, an animated Spider Verse form? Right. Well, the first, like the first Spider was. I had these two, all these three characters meeting, mm. but Sony said that it was it was too early for all of them to meet yet today, like two years after, mm-hmm. or like three. But it it would be more cheaper for Sony to do it. It would be fucking awesome for us to see. Yeah, I I would absolutely do it in in one of the into the Spider Verse sequels. Put it in the third one, you know, because you could you've got time then to to do it. Now that we know that that would work, I don't think you need to see them all together again live action. If you're going to do something live action, give Andrew his third film and give Toby his fourth, and put Miles in something. But yeah, I, I would say animation, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I would say animation too. So all done with the questions, and um, and that's it, folks. We're off again, and we'll we'll see you next week for the final in our Legacy of the Spider-Man series, part four, where we will be talking about the MCU Tom Holland Spider-Verse, which uh, will include a small a small chat about his introduction into the MCU in Civil War, which is one of the best introductions to a character that they've done, in my opinion. Um, but that'll be next week. So come on back now. Come on back. And we'll see you then another time. Addy, you're beautiful. You're wonderful. Make sure you're beautiful you do- too. Oh, I, you know, it's it's you can't hide the profits forever, mate. Um, make sure you do <laughs> wherever you get the podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music. Make sure to write and review, uh, or to rate and review rather. We really do appreciate it, and um, we'll catch up next week, buddy, and finish this whole crazy business up.
Yes, and uh, while we're nearing the end of the Spider-Thon and the uh, the Spider-Thon talks and the uh, Legacy of Spider-Man episodes, uh, please let us know what, what you want us to dive in next. Otherwise, uh, we'll just make fan fictions about Hulk and Doctor Strange's days. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Well, actually, me and a couple of my friends are going to the Asta at the end of this month to do the uh, marathon of the Lord of the Rings pictures, the, the OG... <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't hear you. You can't hear me because of all the hate that you currently have in your in your heart for me because I get to do that and you don't. Um, so maybe we we might be able to talk about them. Let us know if that would be something you might like to talk about. I would love to do that. I'll wear my t- I'll wear my Lord of the Rings t-shirt all the day, all Fantastic. day every day. For that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll um we'll talk some more next week, folks. Addy, take it easy, man. Uh, you take it easy too. And for everyone listening, thank you for listening. Um, stay awesome. No, that's not what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can be awesome if you want to. There's yeah, no I mean, you can be whoever you want. Be up, be as awesome as you please, but also be these other things. But also, but also, stay safe, be amazing, or stay amazing. <laughs> You're struggling <laughs> with this outro, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm hey man, it's I'm leaving we've been <laughs> we've been recording since like ten thirty a.m. here. Yeah, it's it's been four and a half hours we've been doing shows for because that's how much we love you, everybody. Yes. So uh, stay amazing, stay safe, and always remember it's a leap of faith. <laughs>